Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Chen Zhang. Chen Zhang is the Chief Technology Officer at Rain, a leading voice technology company. Chen sets Rain's technical vision, leads the technology team, and manages the company's technical roadmap, development, and partnerships. Over the past 10 years, Chen has worked in the voice and conversational AI fields as an engineering leader and hands-on developer across companies of different scales, from Fang to Fortune 500 company tech startups. At Apple, Chen spent nearly six years on the Siri team, serving as the founding member of the Siri Chinese NLP team and contributing to the initial Siri implementation for Apple Watch, HomePod, and new generation Apple TV. At Media, the world's largest producer of robots and appliances, Chen also built and led conversational AI teams in the U.S. and China, supporting eight business units and 30-plus products. Well, good afternoon, Chen. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. This is exciting. Thank you again for jumping on. Again, like we discussed before we hit the record button, I, I traverse the world daily and I get to meet some amazing people like yourself to share their story. So, Chen, we're going to jump right into these questions here. You've got quite the career in technology. You're an engineer and currently the chief technology officer at Rain. Tell me a little bit about your background and career. What led you to the field of voice technology and conversion? I'm sorry, conversational AI. Yeah, sure, Brian. So for me, it all started with Apple. So I joined the Siri team at Apple in 2011. And at that time, the voice assistants and the underlying technologies were not as mature as they are today. And even today, it's not a solved problem. Siri serves as a pioneer that brought the voice technology to the consumers. So I really enjoyed working on a product like this. And that's when I found the voice technology very interesting. And since then, I worked for a Fortune 500 and a startup leading the NLP and conversational AI efforts for both companies. And after that, I joined Rain. So at this stage, I think for voice AI products to be successful, you need the right blend of design, product, and technology teams. Rain is the place that has it all. So that's why I joined Rain. That's awesome. This platform, we especially focus on emerging technologies like conversational AI, Web3, and all those amazing things that are coming out to really help people's lives around the world. So thank you. So we're going to touch a little bit more on that, the conversational AI and your career at Apple initially. You've been building voice tech from a variety of perspectives, right? Like, like you mentioned, Apple to build Siri, uh, working a robotics company at uh, Medea to embrace voice assistants yep. and their products to your role today at Rain, right? So while many people use voice tech daily, most of us have no idea how it actually works, right? A lot of people just don't. Can you maybe provide an overview of how voice assistants work their magic and maybe highlight and correct some of the biggest misconceptions people have about this technology? Yeah, that's a really good question, Brian. Yeah. So I heard the joke that you know, people say there are 100,000 real people behind the scene sitting in the call center to help Siri answer questions manually, like one by one question, right? Just so, so yeah, that, that's a joke, but I, I think people understand uh, there are not real people behind Siri, but there's an AI behind it. Um, the question is actually what the AI is, right? Um, and one of the misconceptions is that um, the AI is voice search, like literally voice plus search. And uh, the AI's job is, 
is transcribe the speech into text. And all you need is to push that text into some search bar, search engine like Google, and, and you're done. Um, well, search engines are very complicated technology, but in order to make it conversational, um, a lot uh, will actually need to happen behind the scene. So for example, the virtual assistant will need to understand what topic it is um, uh, using a domain chooser. For example, if the user is asking about um, weather, is a weather topic question or is it a restaurant or is a calculation, right? And uh, in addition to the topic, um, the AI actually needs to understand the user's intent. So um, um, is it a query or is it about creating something like creating a calendar event, creating a reminder, right? Or is the user uh, trying to delete one, right? That's the intent. And also um, the AI needs to recognize the name entities such as person names, places, date and time, et cetera. And um, there's, there's usually a data feed. So if the user wants to query um, some general knowledge questions, or oftentimes there's live events such as MBA scores. So we need a data feed to, to be able to answer that question. And most importantly, there's the dialogue management. So if the user's utterance is not clear enough and AI needs to, dis, to disambiguate, right? Or um, the user wants to follow up, uh, based on what the user says uh, said before. So we don't want a user to, to always repeat um, the same thing. So based on the context, uh, the dialogue management uh, should be able to allow the user to do follow-up questions. So all those um, have to happen um, on the cloud for the virtual assistant to be truly conversational. Thank you for sharing. And, and the explanation is very helpful for our audience. You know, we've got a broad spectrum in our audience. And obviously, we've got some folks just like you, Chen, that truly understand this and others that don't. So I appreciate the, again, just stepping us through that. So, Chen, what changes do you foresee in the voice tech industry in the next five to 10 years? And maybe what problems will be solved? What challenges might remain? Yeah, um, I think um, it's an exciting um, industry. And uh, in the next five to 10 years, we will see a lot of improvements and some new things. So, for example, um, the edge computing is already a trend, um, but um, I would expect uh, we will see a lot more smaller um, devices being able to, to uh, being able to run the voice tech, the voice AI capabilities on them with poor internet connection or even without internet connection. And also um, I would expect uh, we have many more large scale pre-trained models um, that will help a lot of developers to jumpstart with their virtual assistants. And um, also with multiple languages, like a lot of virtual assistants start with American English, um, but um, in the near future, we'll have many assistants with uh, like 20 languages and language variants and trained with different accents and possibly even um, taking into account the sign language, right? That, you know, all those will help many more people have access to the technology. And also on personalization, I think not only we will see um, the improvements of content and recommendation algorithms, but also 
on the voice and tones personalization, um, we now have the voices, some some celebrity voices you can choose from. But um, in the near future, I think we'll be able to have voices from a, a close friend uh, or a family member, even if they are no longer with us. And some people would prefer to personalize the tones of their virtual assistants, such as um, people, some people would prefer the voice assistants to be concise, um, to sound more professional, or whereas other people may prefer the voice assistants to be um, smarter or more witty. Right. So that will be able to be personalized and we will see some shift um, from consumer assistance to enterprise assistance. Um, so all that said, um, there are still uh, there still will be a lot of challenges. Right. So um, like one of the challenging problems I, I will see is that um, the as humans, we, we usually uh, we can we, we can infer from what is literally said, but that, um, you know, in, that inference and, you know, being able to read between lines and, you know, understand sarcasm will be still very challenging for, for, for robots, for AI. Um, that falls in the emotional detection and sentiment analysis um, uh, area. So those, I think, will still remain challenging problems in NLP and voice AI. Thank you, Chin, for sharing that. And your insight, your perspectives on this is, is very helpful and kind of guides us to what what we expect to possibly see in the next, uh, again, five to 10 years. So thank you. And Chen, you're welcome. Last question here. What advice would you give to people who may listen to this podcast and wonder how they could get involved in this exciting field, whether they're pursuing their education or maybe they're already established their careers? Yeah, sure. So um, that depends on um, which track you want to work on, actually. So um, there are a number of tracks. Um, if you want to become a machine learning AI engineer on um, NLP and voice AI, so um, I would suggest um, working on your Python coding um, and uh, get familiar with NLP Python libraries. Um, play with state-of-the-art models and uh, stay, up, stay up to date on deep learning breakthroughs. And the other track would be um, voice applications developer. Um, so on that, I would, um, I would advise starting with some low-code, no-code platforms such as Dialogflow, IBM Watson Assistant, Amazon Lex, Twilio Autopilot, a lot to choose from and build some prototypes or some quick toys and play around with that, have fun with those. And uh, those, we, uh, those are uh, really quick to build and you have a lot of fun with them. Um, or if your passion is to become a conversational UX designer, that's a relatively newer track, but um, it's very important. And, and that role is quite multidisciplinary. So I would say get comfortable working with product people, with tech people, understand the tech, design feasible things. Of course, you want to design feasible things, right? Not something that cannot be implemented, but try to avoid making the conversations uh, too rigid, like, you know, the, the you know, sound too robotic, right? But 
you know, be a little more creative. And the tech is always evolving, right? A lot of possibilities. So I think um, the sky is the limit. Thank you again, Chan. And that's exciting because there's a lot of people that are just now starting in the tech or or they're making that career transition, right? They might have some tenure yeah. in a different uh, discipline. So I really, really appreciate that. And Chen, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Brian. And see you soon. Bye for now. Bye.